you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com slash Shek. S-H-E-K, Shek, Shek, Shek. Oh, what a weekend of football. Yeah, pro football, terrific. We await with our eyeballs along with you the Monday night kickoff, or perhaps by the time you're listening to this, you already know the result of the Monday night affair in D.C. I'm picking the Seahawks to win that one. If I'm wrong about that, you can uh, drop me a line on Twitter at Damashek and make fun of me. Also, a delightful weekend, a college football guy who keeps his eye on both, and I know this because I follow him on Twitter, and he all weekend long... He ignores his children and his lovely wife just so he can watch football, football, and some more football. You know him. And he also doesn't know how to use a cuff button, apparently. I don't know. Is my cuff button to the right or the left? I've got so many consoles in here. Listen, you're not a pro. You're unvarnished. That's what makes you so charming, you know? I appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, it makes uh, makes your podcast terrific, too. I'm talking about Move the Sticks. He's at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Also, that's the name of his very fine podcast. Great new podcast last week he had on the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, Ryan Grigson. This week, Tom Telesco of the Chargers, as well as our pal Coach Brian Billick, one of the hosts of the college of, of the uh, coaches show at NFL Media Podcast. It's uh, Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop, fella? Oh, it's it's a uh, it's a nice nice day. It's a beautiful day in Studio 66, Dave. That's what's yeah. known as an olive. Branch. Studio 66, maximum strength. <laughs> 
you you owe me no olive branch, Daniel well, Jeremiah. Was, look, I, you, you've I been there for me it. through thick and thin. Well, I, I referred to this studio because I was told by higher-ups it was uh, Studio 7. Mm. And I know you had referred to it as Studio 66 throughout your sure. uh, long-tenured uh, uh, time here at NFL.com, NFL Network. And, I, you know, look, I can admit when I've done something to hurt someone. <laughs> and that was something that, that uh, hit you pretty deep there. And so it, did. it will never happen again. A Studio 66, uh, as far as you refer to it on the Damage Check podcast, and I can tell you on Move the Sticks going forward, uh, we will adopt it as Studio 66. Yeah, there's been there's been uh, some heat here at NFL some Media. Some bad blood. Yeah. In I, the- I did a radio interview in Houston mm-hmm. with Seth Payne, and uh, in the middle of the interview he plugged my podcast, and then he said, uh, by the way, you and – Dan Hanzus got a little beef going on here. He says this this sounds like this is pretty intense, and I could have just dismissed it. And I said, "You're right. You're right. It is intense." Good this. for you. Why hide from it? Listen, no. this is this it's is there. It exists. Let's not pretend it that doesn't. That around the league or whatever they call that around uh, the horn. Whatever. No, I don't know what it's called. Something or other. They sit around and yeah. they kibitz about each other. And it's like I don't know about them. the Patriots. There's four, is there 14 of them or? I don't know. Yeah, They're interchangeable is what they are. I, I, I'm not sure. But um, I want to say this to you now, and I want to pat myself on the back now and say what I said all last week. I understand you sat here two weeks ago and said, I'm watching Tom Brady. I'm breaking it down. And there's a little something off his fastball, and that's not a surprise. He's a little bit up there yep. in years. But I said, do not close the book on those Patriots until – there's cause to, and losing at home in a big-time game against a team that's on a roll like the Bengals, if the Bengals had gone in there and thumped them, then I would say, all right, you know what? It's over. Yep. It's not over yet. Well, I don't think they are. They're not finished right now. I mean, when you look at this team, Dave, I, I watched them previously, especially against Kansas City, when you break down that tape, you see an offensive line not giving Tom Brady a lot of time. Uh, you see, when, even when Tom Brady did have time, he was a little bit rushed, probably some of that because the hits he'd been taking. And you saw guys not separating down the field. And then lastly, a point that I made was threw the ball to Rob Gronkowski three times. That's not enough. He's the one real difference maker in the passing game for this team. Julian Edelman's a nice player, but the real mismatch guy mm-hmm. is Rob Gronkowski. And we saw in this game now they get some healthy linemen. Keep keep Tom Brady upright. He's getting the ball out quick. And the ball went to, to Gronk a lot in that game. And the other side of it is, look, the Patriots played great. The Bengals put the ball on the ground the entire game. I mean, that that helps matters as well. Um, all right, and we have a very special guest, perhaps the most special that we've seen shadow the door of Studio 66. Maximum strength! I said maximum strength! There we go. Walking in through the door for the first time. All right, thank you. You're interrupting a special moment here. It's the return of someone who's been missing for far too long from this fancy. Last time he saw it, it was a mere warehouse. Now he's back to see it in its full splendor. Seated to my media, right? My main man, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Oh, what the hell has happened to this I studio? I know. It went and got fancy. I Can I say that I don't care for it? I feel <laughs> it's, a little, our way. it's a little too big time. Now you're trying too hard, and I fear it's the influence of the around-the-league guys that they just couldn't. They, they're not humble enough to just come in and take over and just, oh, we want to be part of, you know, Studio 66, the house that Damashek himself built, and be a part of that and be like, no, we got to change everything. It's one of those things. It's like one of those movies. I'm, I'm thinking Major League Two might be the most appropriate thing where, <laughs> hey, the wild thing was crazy because he had a sleeveless leather jacket and then some young lady comes up, makes him a corporate guy, 
and then it's not quite the same thing anymore. He's got to go back and recapture that magic. I'm afraid that being in these hum- – like you were in humble surroundings, which would strive you – Right, be, I know what you mean. You right. know what? That's what football players were like. It's, it's like, like it was like Clubber Lang when yes. we first meet him in Rocky Three. He he doesn't have any of the frills. No. That's what undo. Uh, that's what ultimately undoes Balboa. Yes. He's lost his way. He's, he's lost now his in way. the fancy thing, and mm-hmm. still, you know, Lang is he sweating it out in that gym? The that they don't even have lights on in the no, gym. No, no, no. It, it's 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 lit by candlelight, and he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's like Rocky Four. He's got to go out to the forest. The, to Siberia yeah. and train for a fight, and I'm feeling like and this run is, up a mountainside without yeah. any of the stuff, the hooks, With the big log and, the, and everything that like that, stretchy rope thing that this the is, mountain climbers use. I feel at some point I'm going to have to come in here with a crowbar and then take it all down and be like, let's get back to basics. I got it's, you. Teams are getting a little. It's you know what? It's also like the Buccaneers' new uniforms. Ah, if this podcast studio was an NFL uniform, it would be the Bucks' new uniform. A lot of fancy stuff that I like and looks and is cool, but when you put it all together, you're like you're not trying way too hard. It's almost like the Eagles' offense. It's <laughs> it's neither here nor there once you meet a brawny bunch, you know, yes. that's, that's, or the Falcons. Yeah, it looks good, think, but only you, when it's you, when the circumstances are just right. We got to get back to. Do you the think basics. Ross Tucker would sit in a studio like this? No, he would say no. this is too fancy because he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, he appreciates football. That reminds think me. Think Tim yeah. Ryan would sit in a studio like this. Would he want to talk about to talk it here? Ball? Talk about it. He wants to talk ball? Yeah. Go ahead. Let your hair down. Hey, be, man. Our fans is, love talking ball. This is a, this is a, a safe place. This all isn't right. a safe place. Rank, what a pleasure to see you. We have much to get to. One thing we have to draft up here is we talked about it last week. We promised you we would do it. What if this so-called quarterback league became literally a quarterback league and only mm. quarterbacks were allowed to play in it <laughs> at every position? You ha- you couldn't play unless you're a quarterback. We okay. want to see if we can figure out some of the key – uh, positions there. I've already said that Andrew Luck is my running back, but we'll see if we can build it out from there. First, though, let's talk about some of these teams that five weeks in are really emerging as contenders. And, you know, the, the, it, we've seen – we talk about Tom Brady. Peyton Manning looked terrific on Sunday, aside from a couple of bad balls there in the uh, in the first half. The Seahawks, we'll see what happens with them tonight, but they certainly seem to be on track to uh, to get back to the postseason at least – but which QB who has yet to win a Lombardi will be the first to get off the schneid? A lot of good names out there. Some of the biggest, uh, most successful QBs in 2014 so far. I'm going to start with you, Jeremiah. Well, two come to mind. I mean, you look at Phillip Rivers, the way he's playing, the way this Chargers team is playing. If you're talking about this year, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're a legitimate contender. And hats off to you, Dave, for calling them a legitimate contender before anybody else, before the season started. But if I have to pick one name, I'd go with Andrew Luck. Really? And I think not only for this year, I think they have a shot this year. I picked them before the season to go to the Super Bowl, represent the AFC. Robert Mathis being gone is a huge loss for them. But we saw this last week. Bjorn Werner stepped up his game, was able to get some pressure on Joe Flacco. They beat a very good Baltimore Ravens team. I I don't know that it'll happen this year that he wins a championship. Probably not. But I think in the not-too-distant future, we will see Andrew Luck Well, you know, if Russell Wilson repeats this year or if Peyton can sneak through or Brady made it clear he's not finished just yet, so maybe they can kick it down the road to 2015 or beyond rank. How say you? I'm going to say Phillip Rivers and say that he's probably going to do it this year. If you look at Mm. the Chargers, they're easily the best team in the AFC right now. And I know you hate this game of – if the season ended today, but because they're not ending it today, they're not as far as I know. No, no, no. As far as we're all concerned, it's still going to go on. uh, Oh, thank you. AJ (laughs) Hawk. But they are, they're playing on a a different plane. And I know a lot of people were concerned that Ken Wisenhunt 
might have been the genius behind Philip Rivers' resurgence last year. But it turned out it was Mike McCoy. And as long as McCoy is still there and they've got weapons and the guys will come up, they've been playing so well without Keenan Allen really making an impact statistically. Mm -hmm. I I feel his presence on the field is opening it up for Antonio Gates again and Eddie Royal and anybody else. And they're throwing out all these curtain jerkers out there to play running back and still succeeding. So to me, it seems like Rivers, it's set up for him to go out and win it. All right, you guys uh, park your cars in the same garage. I'll go a little, um, I'll, I'll make a right turn here then. And even though I picked Phil Rivers and company to win the AFC West, I guess I could see them coming out of the AFC and getting all the way to Arizona. But just to throw a couple names at you, play Devil's Damashek. What about Nick Foles? He hasn't looked good right. so far. But that offensive line is in tatters. Once that gets fixed, so does Shady McCoy, and so does the rest of the Eagles, right? Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people ask who's the most impressive 4-1 and team. And from what you've seen, obviously the Cowboys are 4-1, and the Eagles are 4-1 and in the NFC East. The Eagles really haven't even gelled at all on mm. offense. All these injuries, they got their running game is, is non-existent and yet they still find themselves at 4-1. and one. That's the, the sign of a good team, in my opinion. You find a way to win those games when you're not really playing well. So if they can get the ship righted and get healthy along the offensive line, get the running game going, and still be as opportunistic on defense and special teams, I think their team is set up to be successful this year. I just look at them in the playoffs, though, Dave. The physical teams, the San Franciscos, mm. the Seattles, I still think they'll give them trouble. I don't know that the Niners are going to be there. That's going to be interesting to see. And that's another name, by the way, Colin Kaepernick. He but, has no ring. He's come close. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. But when we look at this 49ers team, all the turmoil off the field, Jim Harbaugh, Trent Balky, that whole that whole deal. You look at them right now, I would say, Rank, I'd be anxious to see what you say here. They're kind of just holding serve. And that's, right. what, that's what we said before the season, right. right? No Alden Smith, no Navarro Bowman. Hold serve until you get some of these defensive players back, and that's a team you might not want to play at the end of the year. Two so games far, against Seattle doing. once those guys do come back, yeah. too. See, but we're talking about all this and throwing out all these great names. What if it ends up being Logan Thomas? <laughs> he's the guy who comes in and wins a Super Bowl because Arizona's right got a candidate. He's got, he's got a very capable defense. He's got some great offensive weapons. Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown. I'm putting John Brown. What about Drew Stanton point. if he comes back healthy? Oh, well, hey, listen, checked, he, he gets the ring. If Logan Thomas gets the ring, hey, Drew Stanton gets one. He gets kissed in, as does right. Carson I will, Palmer. I will say this. I will say this. I have a podcast, Dave, as you know, the Move the Sticks podcast. I will rename the podcast the Adam the Adam Rank podcast <laughs> if Logan Thomas wins a Super Bowl this year. All right. Wait, wait, but if that would mean the Cardinals win it. Does he have to be the starting quarterback? He has this... to be the starting okay. quarterback of okay. that team. I'll say this. Well, they, how about this? If the Cardinals win it and Logan Thomas isn't the starter, it'll be Move the Sticks with Adam Rank. Featuring. Featuring. There you go. All right. That's a good deal. I like that. This I, I was glad to be here for this chunk of history. <laughs> um, one more. About as likely, given the last nine years that we've looked at here, Logan Thomas winning a Super Bowl, Tony Romo. Are we, I mean, really now, at this point, we talked about it last week and the week before, DJ. But are you buying that this team can make any sort of an impact come January? Or are they going to peter out as we go along here? I think offensively, what we see is what you get. I think that's legitimate. There's no smoke and mirrors there. They're very good up front, as we've discussed. They got a running back, DeMarco Murray, leading the league, doing his thing. And Tony Romo, when he only has to do it every three or four games to kind of step up as he did against Houston, he's capable of doing and filling that role. I don't think he can do it week in, week out with everything on his shoulders. He doesn't have to with this offensive group. On the defensive side of the ball, I don't think their personnel is very good. I think they're way overachieving, playing over their heads. I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep that up. Tip the cap to Rod Marinelli with the job he's doing. They're playing hard. I just don't know individual talent-wise over the long run if that's if that's going to be able to hold up. It depends on how long DeMarco Murray can stay healthy. I mean, if you look over the course of his that's career, thing too. he has never played a full 16-game season. So if there's ever a situation where, there, where Romo has to go a stretch of games, 
the where he has to carry the team, then again, that's going to spell doom for them. And that and the NFC East is back. I mean, the Giants. Uh, Giants let's, really let's pump the brakes on that. I don't know. Why? The Giants are we? interesting. They're fine, but the cow. Something has to give there. If the Giants, if the Cowboys are for real, then they're going to knock the Cowboys down, or vice versa. Real quick, though, you know, the thing is, I say they give out that Lombardi Trophy every year, but the but the trick of it is that there's only one of them, and so everybody gets over their skis about. Well, Luck's going to win multiple, and Andy Dalton's on the rise, and that team is a real contender, and Philip Rivers, and Colin Kaepernick, and Russell Wilson, and everything else. When when they only give out one, then yeah. guys are gonna not are gonna complete their careers without getting one. Who of those guys I just named to you are is never gonna get a ring? Go out, Jay Cutler is another guy who is getting up there at this point. Who's never gonna get one? Who's never gonna get one, man? I, Who's good? Who's well, maybe I, I, even I, I, a like Hall I said? I feel most confident. I got one for you. Go for it. Oh. Lay on, lay it on us, there, Black Tie. Geno Smith. <laughs> right. I'm nice. glad you interrupted the yeah, show for that. That was good. Something's never changed. Low-hanging fruit indeed. Yes. Yeah, well, Andrew Luck's going to win a championship. I'll be shocked if he doesn't win a championship. So that, to me, is almost a given. Nick Foles, to me, just because I don't know how long this window is going to be open for them. They have a perfect offensive line when healthy to operate this Chip Kelly system. you got to think that the more college influence we see coming into the NFL, I think defenses are going to be a little more prepared for this Chip Kelly system. So I think that window, we're talking about two years here where they need to get it done. I, I don't know if that happens. Rank, I'm going to go Andy Dalton. Just feel – they're going to do enough. They're going to win enough, and Marvin Lewis is going to be able to hang around forever and be one of those coaches we look back. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. We look back in history, and you'll be like, Marvin Lewis coached 20 years in the NFL and never won a Super Bowl. It wouldn't surprise me. The game on Sunday night was just a perfect opportunity because, as I incorrectly predicted, it was one of those situations where it looks like the, the Patriots franchise or the dynasty is over. And you could argue that they haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years, so perhaps – the question is mute anyways, but he had an o- – or moot, excuse me. Uh, they had an opportunity to go in there and say, you know what, it's time for us to finally assert ourselves in the AFC and say, you know what, we're a legitimate contender, but pretty much now they're, they're that 10-6 and six team and all the all the noise that people make about like, hey, they didn't lose a, a home game last year. Like, I, I kind of remember the Chargers beating them in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that one counted. That's, <laughs> that's sort of back that's to where, where we began. That's where it matters the yes. most. And that's the one thing that going back to the original part of this conversation is that the Chargers – do have that signature road win going into Cincinnati in bad weather. The game against Denver was a lot closer than people like to imagine. I know the the narrative is very popular to just say, oh, they they blew out. You're like, no, that game was a little bit closer than you think that it was. So the Chargers are building, and they've done it the right way, and it almost seems like the football years of lore, where you could see these teams just slowly building over the years, getting to that point, because now these teams are up, they're down, they're up, they're down. But the Chargers seem like that team. That's just steadily on the rise. Except they, they the, can't stay healthy at center, so that's uh, that's the big concern. It's a problem. Every, everybody it's, has health issues. Concern. The correct answer, is, of course, to that question is who will never get it is Tony Romo. If you think Tony Romo is going to run his way through three presumably good defenses in January, that's just not going to happen. It could be two, and then he could face. Maybe this is the year the Bengals get through. Get to the Super Bowl, and then you're looking at Andy Dalton versus Peyton, Tony Romo. I've said it before. Peyton I say it again. Romo. You've Peyton been v. playing Romo. that record forever. That's Damn right. Check. So what? I only have four bits. I'm going to repeat this one. If Romo and Peyton ever played the in the Super Bowl. The game would never end. The game would go all the th- way through winter into spring. Summer would come, and it would go, and then autumn would roll back around. The Jets and Giants would show up for their first game of the season ready to go. Sorry, we haven't finished the Super Bowl yet, fellas. The Super Bowl's in Arizona. So oh, the right. Cardinals but the joke, presumably. That's how long the 
Your joke's been going. Do not check your computer and think for a second this is a rerun. This is a fresh this is, episode. This supposedly a, is a fresh Oh, it's a funny a, take. Get off it? my back. Because you know that's not accurate. Because at some point, right, or I, I don't know if I should say but somebody from the commissioner's office would run down and say, ring the bell. We're going. We're, uh, we're giving it to Peyton Manning. We're I, sorry. I just hope you two feel good about yourselves. I do. Come in here and run me down. DJ, there's the door. Please use it. Go do your fancy television stuff so Rank and I can have some quality time. Black tie behind the glass while DJ exits. What do you say about the return of Rank? Are you pleased with it so far? Uh, Does it feel rusty? Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good to have Rank back. You Is know, it? He, he came in here and uh, he's, in, he's in, been making faces at form. me the whole time. I know, missed, with a shirt for, on that's not even – I don't even know what that shirt is. It's, but it's a T-shirt. I think it's about to go work out. I'd I was, like to say because the, tweet, go the tweets have been nonstop. Where's rank? Where's rank? We want him back. Did you kick him off the show? You know, I heard some of that too. Did I fire rank, which is which is nonsense. Rank was out for it pretty was, much the whole Black summer. It was Tie who fired me. I know. He, that's, oh, it's his show after he's, all. He's the, he's the ax man, and uh, I had to go get my playbook. No, yeah. it's the uh, it's the schedule. I uh, – yeah, I had the I had a schedule. I had a couple of personal things uh, for those of you who keep track and know a little bit about me. There's some things going on that kind of kept me away from not only uh, the NFL and all that other stuff, but other things that took me away. So sometimes and then I start and then I start giving and then I'm you know what I do? I give people a hi hat if I feel they're giving <laughs> me the hi hat. That's what I that's that's my way. So what? That's maybe how you Dan get maybe Dan Hanzus is right. Maybe I am. You know what? I not maybe I am petulant. If I feel like people are giving me the hi hat, then I say, "All right." I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, willfully, I just say, "All right, we'll 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 move on." And it is time then, to move on. Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm that way too, and I don't. Right. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's because you're passionate. Nah, I mean, I feel it's it's dulled a little bit in the studio. I hope you guys can see the video. I'm really. By the way, speaking of dull, let me say this because I want to hear your thoughts on your halos and this L.A. thing that oh, has, that has gone off the rails. Uh, I mean, really, a historically bad weekend for Southern California, but boosted by the news that it's – I mean, we've heard it a million times, but I really do think we're getting a team in uh, in Los Angeles sooner rather than later. And when there are reports that the NFL inside believes this, and uh, strangely, even though we're here, we don't – nobody tells us. Nobody – you know, Commissioner right. Goodell doesn't get us on the line to let us know of his plans. But I really do feel like when that buzz starts reaching, like, oh, yeah – 12 months when they say that when they it's the same thing I said you know what's funny about three four months ago I said as soon as the commissioner at the Super Bowl announced that they have to look into the medicinal benefits of marijuana and whether or not that was a thing I said that's I mean when when he was asked that question I believe it was at the Super Bowl the fact that he didn't immediately bat it away as nonsense oh there's no chance we would ever do that come on please the fact that he indulged it I said that's going to change very soon it starts um and if the league doesn't just immediately knock down, there's not, not a chance of uh, no team in L.A. for the foreseeable future, then that's it. For the fact that, that, that they didn't slam the door on it makes me think it is going to happen by next season. And I think it's going to be the Raiders for sure, which disappoints me. I don't love no, no, it. Of no, all no the way. three, that's the worst. The, the team in St. Louis is the one. That's Rams, that's the Chargers is the dream to me. Well, now nah, the Chargers deserve to be in San Diego. And if you've ever seen the plans for what they want to do in the gas lamp quarter with a, a stadium in close proximity to Petco Park, it would be amazing. I, a lot of times, to me, 
NFL stadiums don't quite work downtown unless you have a populace that lives downtown, like New York City. But they City. do in Los Angeles. They don't. Like yes, every- they do. I go down there all the time. There's delightful restaurants and bars and people living there and hip lofts and so on. Yeah, the no. P- that's old school thing. Not like San Diego. No, not. Oh, I don't know about San Diego. I can't compare it to the that. The gas but. lamp quarter is off the hook. I was thinking like New York City, where they well, wanted, that's to, the where they wanted, but. where the Jets wanted to put the Olympic Stadium that they were going to use to house the 2012 Olympics that they lost to to Great Britain. And if you do that, it's fine. But a lot of times these places work better in the suburbs. But I feel San Diego would be an exception, where in that downtown area it would be a perfect place for a stadium. Um, so keep them there, I, I guess is my... I, but, you know, my mind is always on uniforms, and the beauty, if they built a, a stadium from scratch downtown, they could make it blue and gold. Well, it's going into Inglewood. It's not going downtown. It, Inglewood's the new play. Oh, that yeah, I guess I, I keep I get confused. Wait, that's the Stan Kroenke one? Yes. Yeah. Um, but they if you build a stadium and both the NFC and AFC team used it, and it's Rams and San Diego, mm-hmm. then you don't have to change the unit. You could make the whole stadium blue and gold. Blue and gold. Works for both. You You're see? ready to go, yeah. That would be a cool thing. Um, all right. Let's talk about, um, I would, I, like I say, so your halos are done. My pirates are done. To me, it's not a blessing, but. What do you feel about the one-game playoff and everything? Because I'm, I'm I, actually of the mind, and I understand why they do these things. Because and yes, we will get to week five. I, this is what I, I didn't miss. Black Tie. I, I don't I like it's subversive when you say it in our ear. You do can you say not, it on the show. All right, let's not, do it. Let's get to week five games. We're at NFL podcast. Got to get to week five. Got to get. Uh, this is what understand? we hear, listener. Got to get to week five. Got to get to week five. This is That's a special what they event. Hear. And all the people that have hated me for the previous 250 episodes have already clicked out and said, <laughs> "I thought he finally like he fi- like Damashek finally came to his senses." And it's fine. Rank's gone. Those people are gone. And the ones who are still here listening and having a good time, they want to hear me ramble. They want to hear wrestling references. They want to hear my idiotic takes on sports where the West Coast leaning bent is prevalent. And uh, that's it. NFL, they don't even, they're not even thinking of the NFL right now. Week five games. Who cares? All right, I do want to talk about one week five game. Though, the go, game. go to the go uh, to the ATL podcast. The, 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 listen, here's what I'll say about the I'm one sorry, game. We're not supposed to promote them. The, the, <laughs> I was, I, I'm trying to catch up with what our beefs are. Let's talk week five then, Black Tie. The game I want to talk about is, or the the, the phenomenon, the syndrome. There are a lot of offenses that should be productive. Everybody, that's an old story that. Everything is now tailored rules-wise to make offenses thrive and so on. Then what gives with the Detroit Lions? I know Calvin Johnson isn't right, but shouldn't they be able to lay waste to some of the teams that they're playing against? What about the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, Levy and Bell, Antonio Brown, Heath Miller, and Marcus Wheaton? Ten offensive points against the worst defense in the league, the Jags. The week before, they score seven against the lowly Bucks in the second half. Before that, they get three against the Browns in the second half, six total against the Ravens. How is how are, what to, to what is this owed? The teams that seem like well, there's there's no reason they shouldn't score 35 a game. Maybe aren't scoring anything. Maybe I mean I but maybe the fans down in Duval County stepped up. That's a that's a team on the rise. I feel I agree. I keep saying this and I go on NFL Fantasy Live and make a fool of myself because I'm like, this is the week you start Blake Bortles. And it, I it, nearly it did this week. It hasn't happened yet and uh it will. I'll just keep saying it because at some point it's eventually gonna come to fruition. But I really like what they're doing and it's it's so disappointing to me that this team is 0 and five because 
Great fans. I love ev- I love everything Jacksonville is doing that I want them did to do. Did you see the lady in their fancy swimming pool wearing That's jeans? so rad. But she had jeans you, on in the missing, pool. That was weird. But you're missing the point that the two guys next to her were wearing jorts in the pool, which is so <laughs> awesome. Like that, you're overlooking. Yes, this lady jumped in in jeans. That's fine. There's two guys in jorts. That's I, what's cool. Listen. I, I want to make that. clear, people would assume, because I'm old school about some things, about a lot of things, that I would hate that. I don't, although I wouldn't want to be a Jacksonville. That isn't my environment, but I right. support it. I like that difference in in region, you know, that I, if you are in Florida, same thing. The Dolphins should wear those turquoise uniforms. They shouldn't if they're in Cleveland. They shouldn't wear turquoise, but they're the Miami Dolphins. That's Ergo, a perfect that uniform makes sense. Same thing. Swimming pools in Florida. I don't want that to become a phenomenon, though, in Detroit. That would be a no, shame. No, that wouldn't make sense. That would be a, a terrible phenomenon. But, I, you know, these mystery teams now, like I say, the Lions, you're a Bears fan rank. Yep. They're another mystery. What gives there? Is that, are you putting no this mystery. on Cutler? I don't. You know what? I mean, they. I talk about an offense that's not that productive. The pieces are there for them to dominate. They're not going vertical enough, and I have to. Three points after they jump on them, twenty-one. They get up twenty. You know, they 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 put twenty-one up in the blink of an eye on the Panthers. Well, Panthers are not playing well, and all of a sudden they lose that game. Martellus Bennett misses the block that would have sprung Matt Forte for a touchdown. Then that turns into a fourteen-point swing. They attempt. What ended up happening was they got stopped. They had to settle for a field goal attempt. Robbie Gold misses a pretty easy one. And then there were some turnovers. The, it, the last interception that Cutler threw was, I mean, I, fr- I feel it was Alshon Jeffrey. Or it might have been Bennett. But no, 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 actually it was Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes is basically tackled in the middle of his route. So the ball sails and there's no flag on that. But it was an easy, I mean, in this environment where they're flagging seemingly everything, that there's not a, a penalty on that play, kind of disappointing. But... When Jeffrey and Marshall get a little bit more healthy and they can stretch the field a little bit more, go back to Martellus Bennett because they weren't stretching the field and that kind of clogged it up so Bennett didn't have another one of his signature games, even though Forte is playing. I, I feel I like. I know, I but again, this makes no sense when you consider the matchup. Why would. I mean, that Panthers defense in two straight weeks, the Steelers embarrassed them and then the Ravens embarrassed them. You figured, I, I thought the Bears would go in there and do the same. It's funny. That's the inconsistency that makes you crazy when you're trying to pick games. By the way, I will say the Damashek spoiler alert uh, for week four mm-hmm. at uh, at most uh, at the biggest up. I don't know what's going to happen with tonight's game. Eleven and three this week, black tie. I did. Ele- I went eleven and three. I'm red hot with the picks. Picks that I made. I picked the Patriots when the whole world said Cincinnati. Rank picked uh, the Bengals in that one. Did like the whole world sen- really saying? Sensible people were saying, oh, you're blah, blah, blah. The tweets I was getting and certain the comments segments, I was getting. Blah, 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 blah. Certain segments of the population were figuring the Patriots were going to win. I didn't see a lot of it. And I'll tell you what else I didn't see. I said that the Cowboys would beat the Texans by three on a Dan Bailey overtime field goal. How about that? Now, I said 26-23, but uh, pretty uh, close. So close. No, 23-20 is what I said. Ah. So I was barely off on that does one. Does it not count? I listen. A Dan Bailey overtime field goal. It does. It, it counts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those were those were keen I picks. would say it counts. Um, but uh, the team that is, this is the thing that people like to talk about, is who's in trouble right now. And, you know, the, their team, the Patriots, even had they lost, wouldn't really be in trouble because of the division they're in. But I do think 
that the Saints, even though they did survive against the Buccaneers, this home field advantage mystique that they have, and I think it's nine in a row now in the Superdome, and if you think about it, really, they could have lost the game to Tampa. They, I mean, the Vikings hung around for way too long for my taste if the right. Saints in a game that they really wanted to win when they were 0-2. Then you look back, the 49ers essentially beat them when uh, uh, Ahmad Brooks got that terrible call against them. Remember oh, the latter? Yeah. Anyway, the Saints are not as unbeatable as the Seahawks are up in the clink, but... Um, you know, they, they better come through at home because on the other side of this bye, even though they're 2-3, and three, and I know that division is lousy, and this, as a, circle it now, I've been saying this now for a couple weeks, circle that division. There's a decent chance this is one of those 7-9 and nine kind of years. Your champ of that division goes 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight kind of thing. I don't know how you get much better than that because the Saints, look up their schedule. Their next 10 games are brutal. And even if uh, people started tweeting me after saying this, well, the Panthers aren't good. They're going to be a gimme. Well, now they don't look like a gimme so much anymore. And by the way, they're three and two, so they're in first place. I, who's going to win that bum division? Right. Yeah. Falcons aren't bad. They have a win now against the Saints. Who is going to win that crummy division? But they look bad against the Giants, the Falcon, or the the Panthers, as he said, in the box. It's got. I just keep defaulting to the Saints, just assuming they're going to win, even though this look injury, at that schedule. this look injury to Jimmy Graham is pretty bad. Like that's pretty dis- disheartening. And I look. Yeah, How long is he on the shelf? At least I would have to say at least a week, maybe two. That's bad because the cool cats huge... are built. My fantasy team are built around Jimmy Graham. That's the problem. Is I took. I was in a fantasy league where I took Jimmy Graham number one and Calvin Johnson number two. I had that ten eleven spot, and I'm like, ah, at least you know all the Dominance. everybody's taking running yeah. backs because it's one of those old school leagues where everybody's like. Even Demarco Murray was going, and at the time we we're like, really, you're taking Demarco Murray over this automatic play. And I look at it now, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's terrible. Like, I've given – like, it's one of my most favorite teams, or it's the the team I care about the most, and I'm almost like, forget it. Well, my league record is uh, is the one here on the West Coast where we kick somebody out or the previous year's out? champion. Yeah. Same guy who got kicked out two or three years ago, the Randy. The guy who made the scene? Yeah, the guy who jumped off the jumped fire off escape. The... Yeah. Does nobody have the guts to kick out the sports guy? Oh no, they do. Here's the game. Well, I was just going to mention the sports guy because, because he uh, and I because he is uh, not suspended for making fantasy football trades. So he reached out to me to make one, and I got Roddy White in exchange for Travis Kelsey because I have Jimmy Graham. So I yeah. figured I don't need Travis Kelsey. Give me a little upgraded receiver there. Did I make the right call with him? Because he also offered. He said Roddy White, Deshaun Jackson, or, or Kendall Wright. I might have erred by taking no. ja- taking White, but um. This is going to be the second year in a row he burns me because Kelsey gets in the end zone again. Now I don't have Jimmy Graham. I could be in trouble yeah, he there. he can go pick up a tight end off the waiver wire. Um, yeah, no, no. Listen, John Hamm got kicked out a couple of years ago. So right. if, if no, people weren't too afraid to kick him out, why really? would they be I afraid to kick I out the sports guy? I feel in the sports world that those are equal. Well, the feel, cousin feel, Sal, who makes his picks for ESPN, and he, you know, you know, he's a he's a mixer. You don't want to you don't want to cross like, him. He got kicked out last year. Really? Yeah. He, Cousin Sal seems like the only guy who would have the the uh, huevos rancheros to sit there and say, sports guy, you're out of there. Oh, no. I, I yeah, It's a funny one. I don't think he'll kick him out, but there was this assumption that no one would ever kick Sal out because he's the one who came up with this diabolical oh, plan. That's, come out. that's what I always say. I always say philosophically he's the guy who has to go, and yet – if there was a perception, well, you can't really kick him out. Simmons plays this lousy game every year for a month leading up to the draft. 
Please kick me out. I'm done with fantasy. I'm sick of fantasy football. Please kick me out so I can just focus on real football from now on. I'm sick of doing fantasy. And everybody, it's unsatisfying to kick somebody out who is asking you to kick them out. Right. And every year before the announcement of who gets kicked out, I announce that I'm on to Simmons with this nonsense. Like, you just say that because you know it diminishes the pleasure of kicking you out. Right. And you, and you psych out these young kids. I'm on to him. Yeah. But I'm not going to win this year. But you're not going to win. That's the problem. Yeah, I can't talk That's the one problem is that you're the guy who would do it, but you are probably the least likely to win that league. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so so what a pleasure, Rank. Sorry about your halos, but uh, a good season nonetheless. That's the way baseball goes now. The playoffs are meaningless. They're not a reflection on who the good teams are anymore, who wins the World Series at this point. It really is the case. And I know that the Angels won – their lone world championship as a wild card team. But I look back at the decade of the 2000s and say, well, no, because they would have won the AL West four or five, six times during that stretch and would have been. Ah, right. Yeah, that's interesting. So odds are they would have found their way to win a World Series. So I don't really buy all that. So I kind of wish it went back, even when it was the two divisions. I like the singular ones when the AL didn't play the NL. Whoever was yes, winning at the end of it. Yes, that's what we need. So they play, but they want to make money. It's TV ratings. And uh, Speaking well, of fortunately that. for us, sports are the one appointment viewing uh, endeavor Speaking where advertisers put. You got to be in front of a TV. When it gets to be 5 o'clock on Saturday night now, that if they have lined it up. I was against it. I love 9 a.m. waking up and college football is already oh, on. It starts at 1230. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, out on the West Coast. Yeah, I I get heated up early with it. But now I didn't like all these primetime football games. But now they – I mean, every – there are four or five college football games on at night, and they're all juicy, and you just flip from one to the other. It's really very satisfying stuff, especially when Alabama's losing. Oh, that was bananas. Like that whole – that whole – I eventually just had to take the TCU game in Oklahoma, and I'm like, I'm recording this one. Hopefully they don't spoil it on one of these yeah. other games. But you're watching the other ones. And the Irish and Stanford were Irish playing. Irish and Stanford. And then they had the uh, Alabama, the one you mentioned. And then there was another great one, too. I don't know. Plus, I was also. Oh, UC- in- USC. <laughs> the, the, well, that the, one was just The starting. Hail Mary was one of the funnier things you'll see. I'm sure you've seen it replayed ad nauseum. Arizona State completed a, fl- a, uh, a Hail Mary to win that game. And the... USC guys standing in the end zone as though they were receiving a punt. The only thing they didn't do was wave for a fair catch. Standing there, and the guy comes in from, if you're watching it on TV, just comes out of nowhere, flies across the screen, catches it, and runs it into the end zone with something. And and that guy was wearing number 21, which reminded me of Calvin Johnson back in his days at uh, Georgia Tech. Yep. And you're like, oh, what a great move because he's – there's six USC guys just standing there, like gathered yeah, okay, around cool. the ball, yeah. Like they're playing shagging uh, flies. Before what was that a game? Little league game? Three flies up or something like that. Yeah. And you're just standing there, like, oh, I got it, you go. And then here comes a guy, who goes whoop. That boom. was excellent, and more excellent though was Nick Saban losing again. And as I said, and I love doing it, and then getting heat from SEC wonks is this is the difference. Oregon loses on uh, on Thursday night, and everybody says, oh, some some. Best team in your conference there, Pac-12. See, the Pac-12's a joke. If the Oregon can't win, then win all their games, and the, it's a joke. Alabama loses to Ole Miss, and everybody says, see, deep conference. So tough. So tough. I mean, there's no week so off. You can't tough. take a week off. Yeah. That's the SEC. By the way, my favorite. If they get two teams in out of four, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to puke, and they're going to as well. My favorite storyline so far, and I talked to DJ about this earlier, was uh, Michigan 
firing Rich Rod, bringing in Brady Hoke. <laughs> yeah. And the greatest part of it, it's not that it's not that I wanted Brady Hoke to fail, which I did because he never really gave San Diego State a chance. Like, I don't understand. I just don't understand the the mentality. I under because if you go for a dream job, like the one thing, like if somebody ever came up to me, and they said, you know what, you get to be a cast member of Saturday Night Live, I would turn it down because I wouldn't want to fail. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't (laughs) want to go in and go. And it it happened to a friend of mine, Brooks Whelan, who did one year of Saturday Night Live. And although I do look back and I I remember telling him, like, you did one season of Saturday. Julia Louis-Dreyfus did one season of Saturday Night Live, and she turned out pretty well. So this – but he's a younger man. Sarah he's, Silverman, Sarah Dave Sil- Keckner. Those were young. Those were yeah. young people, though. I'm an older man. I, it would be terrible. It would be. It like, would be creepy to roll out the a middle aged man. Hey, well, he's our new cast member. Hey, everybody! <laughs> this bald guy. Black tie. What's uh, what's the what's your dream your uh, dream job? My dream job. Well, that's came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. We were just talking I was about. Just talking about you guys are talking about baseball and all that stuff. So I tuned out. This is why I like having rank back. I love back to oh, Just I love tune it. it out. I love that. I, my, job, my dream job would be being a general manager, actually, of a sports team. That would be my dream job. Any sport? EPL? You want EPL? Or no, you would want uh, Bundesliga. No, you would no. want uh, La Liga. No, 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 because that's more buying and selling. I want to do trades. I would love be, talking trades. Would it be purgatory for trades. you if you became the GM of the L.A. Galaxy? That would not be good. I don't really You'd recognize like, this that. This is terrible. Yeah, I don't really You're recognize the MLS. You're a GM, but it's the MLS. Why don't you like the MLS? It's great soccer. I don't recognize it. That's all. It's oh, it's good. great. It's like it's – Wait, hold on. Let me make sure they still follow me on Twitter because if they do, <laughs> I cannot say – I feel you know what that's the thing too. I'm onto these conspiracy. I I've, I know this is a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but the MLS follows me, the Raiders follow me. I feel for the only reason to keep me from talking smack on them. Interesting. Like I'm I I want to make MLS jokes, but I'm like nope, they follow me on. I I don't want to upset them. I don't want to upset the Raiders. I'll sneak one in every once in a while, but I just don't. Joe Buck once said that to me. Joe Buck once said, I said, oh, he's such a nice guy. He said, I just don't want you to badmouth me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Nice, nice name dropping. Like, hey, yeah. That wasn't exactly a name it's drop. It's like, you know, because Jay Moore told me that one time. He said, Adam, never name drop. <laughs> See? He's back, everybody, and he brought the comedy gold with him. All right, let's wrap it up there. We didn't do our quarterback draft. We'll do it. I don't know. We keep promising it. We'll Can do I it. say? We'll, we'll get to it. Wait, Logan Thomas, who we talked about earlier, oh, yeah. tight end. Because you have to believe Tight end is going to be a popular one because Andrew Luck. Don't do it now. Don't do it now. Andrew Luck at running back. Jared Lorenzen at center. Don't don't do it all in two seconds. Yeah, hefty lefty is at the nose, I think. Nose tackle. Yeah. Um, What about, like, Mike Glennon's got to be, what, legit 6'7"? So he's that receiver that you just run out there who just, you're throwing jump balls to him? I might put him at defensive end. I don't know. No, Six you'd want to, if you put a faster guy out That's there. why I'm the general manager here, guys. You're not is putting right? Mike Glennon at defensive end or wide receiver. Where would you put he Mike Glennon? He is flat out a punter or kicker. How dare you? <laughs> That's what he is. Didn't you know Blake Bortles? And he might get cut. Blake so. Bortles likes punting. No, no, no. My punter – well, it's funny you say that because my punter is Ben Roethlisberger. He does, he's done it throughout his career. He does the mm. he does the pooch punts all, all, successfully, too. He's got to be the punter. But then again, we don't want to waste him. He might be an offensive lineman as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be one of those guys. All right, enough's enough. We'll be back later in the week for the Red Challenge flag pick segment. I don't know what else we have on tap for you, but I'm sure it'll be good stuff. Thanks to Adam Rank for his big return. Black tie behind the glass. 
the great Daniel Jeremiah. Make sure you check out his podcast at Move the Sticks. Like I say, more hooey and applesauce to come. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.